You are listening to the Testudo Times Podcast Network. Welcome to the Testudo Times Podcast. I'm Matt Levine with Lila Bromberg. And women's basketball beat writer Wes Brown will be previewing the Maryland 2019-2020 women's basketball season right now. They came in as the number four ranked team in the preseason AP Top 25 poll this past week. So what do you guys think that means for the rest of their season, being number four to go into the year? I think that's big for them. You know, it's their highest preseason AP ranking since 2008. So, you know, it's been 11 years since they've been ranked this high, and you think just about the quality of teams that Brenda Freeze has had during that time, and I think that says a lot about the talent that this team has and where they could go, but they, you know, were getting in that top five. And I also think uh, it's really interesting just that Maryland has not, has two, uh, both of its teams, Maryland men and women's basketball, in the top 10, only one of two schools in the country to do that, along with uh, Louisville. Uh, so that's definitely something that, you know, Maryland hasn't had in a while. I believe it was 2015-16 uh, uh, when they're both in the top five, in the top 10. Uh, and they're both, you know, pretty high. You got number four, number seven. It's not like, you know, they're kind of hanging towards the end of the top 10. So I think it's going to be a really exciting season in College Park for both teams. But Maryland women's basketball definitely, I think, um, is just going to be so much fun to watch. Yeah, definitely, definitely going to be an exciting season. Um, talking to Brenda Freeze and some players yesterday, uh, Thursday after practice, they were sort of putting everything to the side in terms of preseason awards and rankings because obviously the season has to be played and preseason stuff is mostly just built off of last season. But um, it, it does seem like it's a it's a very exciting spot for them to be. Um, but they know that there's there's work that has to be done. Right, and it, one thing I kind of got from media days, it seemed like the both teams, uh, men and women, kind of have a similar mindset of being disappointed with their finishes last year, and it seemed like that was also a big motivator uh, for the women's side. What what have you seen of that, and just kind of their hunger to, uh, you know, their team that does have the potential for a national championship and a Final Four, certainly, what do you see of that hunger from them? Yeah, they, um, they're, they're a team that, that focuses on trying to make the Final Four every single year. That's That's the goal. And um, being cut short at home the last two seasons in the uh, in the NCAA tournament definitely is is a stinger. And um, this year's senior class is one that's very hungry on getting back to the uh, the levels they had their freshman year. And they bring a lot of depth this season, returning their starting lineup and bringing in a huge freshman class. Do you think, Wes, that this is you know more depth than they've had in a long time? Yeah, I mean, the, the main issue with Brenda Freeze's team last year was there was a bit of a drop-off when you started to bring players in off the bench. Um, and a lot of the players this year even talked about how there is essentially no drop-off. Any player can be brought on the floor at any time and make plays. They, they returned 90% of their total scoring from last year, only losing Sarah Myers and Brianna Frazier. Um, and with Shakira Austin and Taylor Mike Sell moving into their second seasons, as well as that number three recruiting class, it definitely brings depth across the board. Yeah, I completely agree. Watching this team last year, I mean, they had 10 players on the roster. They really only used seven, maybe even six some games. Seven Between six and eight players, they pretty much used the whole time. And now, as Wes just said, they have 10 players that they can use, or maybe even more. They, You said every single one on the team can play. So I think really just having the ability to use anyone on the floor in any rotation, any situation, 
the best teams in the country have that. The teams that win the national championship have that. And Maryland has that this year. Yeah, and I think also you can't, you know, look look past just the leadership of Brenda Fries and just the amazing coach that she is, you know, bringing Maryland national championship in 2006. She's shown that she has uh, that ability to bring a championship to a team, to lead a team uh, deep in March and into April. And so I think that's a huge thing for this team that also makes it a bit more of a lock for a final foreign championship than the men's side, not to compare them, but it's just, I think you have one team in the men's that, you know, everyone's really excited about, but there's so much uncertainty. I feel like with this women's team, there's not as much just because of the caliber of coach, you know, Brenda Freeze is. Yeah, at Maryland, going into her 18th season, she already has 458 wins through 17 years at Maryland. Like, she's literally one of the best coaches in the country, and she is every single year. And I think she gets that recognition, and she can lead a team she has led the team. She has led Maryland to the national championship. So, I mean, this is one of the deepest teams that she's probably had at Maryland. So I think she has a very good chance this year to bring this talented roster back to the final four and to the national championship. And they've had both of their exhibition games so far. I was not at either of those, but I was following along. I know you guys were both at some of them. What did you see of how they looked? I know it's hard to take you know, big things away from exhibition because it's certainly not the level of competition that they will be facing. But how does the team look so far to you guys? Well, the first thing that I noticed was the freshmen look like seniors. They came out, I think three of them started, maybe two of them started. Owusu, Miller, and Masonis just looked like they belonged. They were communicating well. They were scoring. They were passing. They were playing very, very tight defense. And I was impressed with their size as well. They're tall. They can guard pretty much anyone, and I think they deserve that number three recruiting class. They're going to bring a lot to the table for this team, and I think the freshmen are the X factor. It's not Kyla Charles. It's not Taylor Mikesell because you know what they're going to bring. If the freshmen can play up to their caliber, this team has the chance to go a long way this year. And that was something that Brenda Fries had mentioned at Media Day, was that her team has a lot more length this year than it has in the past, and that can really be an advantage. They've you know, got a ton of players over six foot, which is big for women's basketball. And uh, she was mentioning that she thinks they're rebounding better. Uh, you know, that'll help them go up against, you know, some of the opponents that they'll face. And I think in the past, you kind of had had a bit of a size mismatch in some cases. But, you know, bringing in that length, especially, you know, with that freshman class will be huge. Yeah, I mean, the one that sticks out is Diamond Miller, at six foot three, and she plays guard. And Shakira Austin is six five, who plays center. So, it's just her. She's so big, and she plays a smaller position. Uh, she was guarding the in the player who was inbounding the ball, passing it in from out of bounds, and the player had nowhere to pass it into because Diamond Miller's hands are up in her face. There's nowhere to go. She was swarming the ball, and I think being so much taller than everyone else, it's just it's domination pretty much. Yeah, I mean, it's like as as Lila mentions, having having players over six foot in women's basketball is, is a key. And essentially, this year Brenda Freeze could run an entire six foot plus lineup with Owusu being the smallest at six foot. Then you could put Miller at shooting guard, uh, Faith Masonis at the three, and then you can have Jones and Austin on the uh, on the floor um, with a full six foot plus lineup. There there should be no reason why Maryland can't out rebound almost all of their opponents this season. 
Yeah, and Taylor Mikesell, who I think is, you know, arguably one of their best players, uh, is 5'11", so she's right up there as well. Yeah, I mean, also, she's 5'11", but she plays more of the smaller game, and still, right. I mean, she's almost six feet, and I think she's one of the best shooters I've ever seen. So, I, I think it's just, they're just so talented, and they use this size to their advantage, and I think it'll work out for them. And like, like Matt was saying about the freshman class after these two exhibition games, the one thing Brenda Free said, the, the, the phrase was that the, the moment wasn't too big for them. They, they, they were able to come in and they've been so successful in their own, their own personal journey so far that they were able to step on the floor and playing in Xfinity Center uh, with Maryland across their chest wasn't anything new. Yeah, and I think that's just with the leadership that this team has. You know, you saw Mike Sell step into a role like that, and Kyla Charles was telling me at Media J just, you know, how she has been mentoring the freshmen coming in, you know, telling them right away kind of mistakes that she made, whether it's not eating the right way or just, you know, different work habits to have. And, you know, you obviously have a great coaching staff led by Brenda Fries, and I think that's really beneficial in having a coach whose mindset is you're going to come in, you're going to work hard and be ready to play. We don't care how old you are. And I think that gives players a lot of confidence going in and makes them want to work even harder knowing that they legitimately have a chance to make a big impact on this team. And I mean, bringing in the number three recruiting class in the country, they certainly can have a huge impact. I mean, you add that on to having uh, five starters return, that's that's pretty good. And it's a it's a big class of freshmen as well. Yeah, and two of them are were McDonald's All-Americans in their senior year. Um, I think and two of them were Gatorade player the players of the year in their own states. So they're just so talented and they bring so much to this team. And I think having the seniors, like you said, Kyla Charles mentoring them, she's one of the best players in the country. And we'll get to that a little bit later, her preseason accolades, but having those players like Austin and Stephanie Jones, who learned from her sister, who just lost in the WNBA finals. So there's so much mentorship there that, these seniors are now bringing to the freshmen, and the freshmen are going to be so much more experienced coming in than they would have been have, have they not had this mentorship. So I think it helps so much, and they're going to play like they've been here for a while because they have the seniors helping them. Yeah, so, you know, just to go over that freshman class, you came in with four, but now you're down Zoe Young, who is the number 30 overall uh, player in the country and number nine guard by ESPN. Uh, she tore her ACL and will miss this season. And then you were also going to have a transfer Mimi Collins, who is going to redshirt. But then you still have three really dominant freshmen in Diamond Miller, a 6'3 guard, who is number 18 overall in the country, number six guard by ESPN. Uh, as Matt had mentioned, a McDonald's All-American. Uh, she even competed with Team USA under-19 team this summer. Uh, then you have Ashley Owosu, uh, who is a six-foot guard. She was the number five overall player in the country, number one point guard, McDonald's All-American. Uh, you know, both Miller and Owosu were, uh, you know, Gatorade Players of the Year. That's a lot of talent, and they're both over six foot. We mentioned that a little bit, too. You guys have seen them make an impact right away. Do we see them? We'll get in the starting lineup later, but how many minutes, how big of an impact do you see them actually, you know, being able to have? Well, right away, I saw Wusu basically choose the point guard, and I think she'll she'll probably start. I have her in my predicted starting lineup as the point guard, but if she's not on the floor, there are so many other players that can bring up the ball. And then as for Diamond Miller, I'm not sure if she'll start yet because her talent is so raw. And she, like, she kind of looks younger in a way based on her shooting form. And just I think she has to adjust to the competition a little bit. 
at first to see if she'll crack the starting lineup, but she has the talent there. It's just very raw right now. Yeah, one of the big things for Brenda Freeze was last year she sort of lacked a, a true point guard that could that could start. Uh, Kyla Charles is naturally a wing player, um, so bring, being able to bring in a true point guard like Owusu allows Charles to move over to the, the three position um, below Mike Sell. And um, basically that, that wing position just has a ton of depth this year with Charles over there now, Miller and Masonis. Um, that can also take on those roles. But Owusu is probably the freshman that'll get the most minutes being able to start as a, as a true point guard. Yeah, because you she would have also, you know, Shanice Lewis in as a point guard a lot. And, you know, while Shanice was a good passer, she never really was able to establish herself as a scorer. And so, you know, you're losing um, a key scoring position with that. And so I think having a point guard who really can score uh, and score in bunches will benefit them. And, you know, the other freshmen uh, of that class will play uh, Faith Masonis, 6-1 guard. Now, she isn't ranked as high as the other ones. She was number 49 overall and the number 10 wing player by ESPN. But from what I saw and from my, what I heard from you guys, she looked really good in those exhibition games. Yeah, and I think she was one of the higher scorers. I'm not sure if, he, if she was the leading scorer. I don't have the exact number, but she she was the one communicating the most, using her, her voice the most, really sort of leading that offense and whether she had the ball or not she was always moving and just I think the communication was a huge factor and I expect her to get a lot of minutes probably off the bench she also has the size at 6-1 playing guard but I think she's the type of player also that is very energized and can get her teammates very involved sort of like Daryl Morcel is for the men's team so I think there's a big big opportunity for her to impress pretty much everyone because She's not the highest ranked player in this recruiting class, but I think she can be one of the best ones. Yeah, her personality was just so, uh, you know, evident and bubbly at media day. And you could just tell she was really comfortable in her own skin, just completely confident. I think that's something that translates to the court. Um, you know, she grew up with, you know, her mom, uh, you know, played basketball at the collegiate level. So, you know, she has, you know, getting that advice from her. She had told me, you know, her mom really uh, was able to impart some wisdom before she come. And she just seems like she's a player that's not going to get nervous on the big stage. And I think that'll be really big. Yeah, I mean, I think, as I said earlier, having that the seniors kind of mentor them. And you said her mother played. That's That speaks for itself. I mean, she, she saw her mom do it. Or she didn't see her mom do it. But her mom can give her that sort of experience translated into her into faith's own game so i think that helps so much for her and just having that kind of as a person to lean on when they need advice or they need some experience to be handed down to them and i think that'll help so much as well and i mean the, the other thing with this freshman class as zoe young was talking about at media day was they've they've essentially spent the entire summer here in college park together um, Diamond Miller was obviously away with Team USA and moved in last, but Obusu Masonis and Zoe Young spent the summer, you know, working together, learning the learning the area. So they, they sort of fleshed out any of the um, potential hazards of being a, a new player on campus, a freshman. They got all that sort of out of the way in July and August. So that's why they one of the reasons why they seem like they, they've been here a while is because they pretty much have. And, you know, with the players that have been here, I think two of the top talents that we have to talk about first. I mean, one player I just love talking about, as we mentioned, Taylor Mikesell, who, you know, Matt, you've said, and I agree, I think she's one of the best shooters in the country. Last year, she had uh, more 
three-pointers of in any freshman in Maryland history, men or women, making uh, 95, you know, was averaging 13.4 uh, points per game, as well as 3.3 assists and 3.5 rebounds. Uh, you know, she was the Big Ten freshman of the year, just you know, was a lights-out shooter, and I, I think she's going to develop even more this year and just be a lethal weapon for them. Yeah, I mean, when she has the ball and when she doesn't, she's always doing something to help the offense. And no one really talks about her defense. She's a really good defender as well. She's 5'11", so we said that she has the size there, and she just shoots the lights out of the gym. I mean, I've never seen this before out of anyone. She, she struggled in the exhibition a little bit from three, but... I think she was getting the, getting back into the routine a little bit. And she's always a player that kind of rises to the occasion under pressure. And she plays better against stronger opponents. So when she has that pressure there, I think she rises to it. And she was also named to the preseason All-Big Ten first team this year and the Ann Myers-Drysdale watch list for the nation's top shooting guard. So there's a chance she wins that award. And I think she'll lead this team probably in scoring this. Well, she'll lead, probably be behind Charles for scoring. But in terms of three-pointers, she she might break her own record. Oh Well, that was the freshman record, but I think she, she'll score more than 95 made threes this year. Yeah, it was, it was interesting because last year everyone heard the narrative of her, you know, shooting a certain amount of, of shots every non-game day and game day that was sort of sort of beat to death by, by announcers. But you, you could even see it this year when I was at the uh, open practice. Um, even when there were water breaks or when they were setting up for um, other drills or the Q&A, even when people were taking a break, Mike Sell was the one person that was always there taking shots. So there's there's no doubt that she's still working and that that narrative is certainly true. Yeah, I remember Brenda Fries was joking when they announced Exhibition Center that if uh, Mike Sell was still around when it came up, she was worried about her, you know, sneaking in there at 3 a.m. to shoot. Like, this is just you know, a kid that is a gym rat and just loves to put the work in. I've never, you know, seen a, I mean, I've, I've seen players that really have work ethic, but just, she just loves it. You know, a lot of times I'll come to Xfinity Center and she's just there shooting. Um, she really has that commitment and um, it'll be interesting to see because there's usually a big jump between sophomore to, from freshman to sophomore year. So it'll be interesting to see like with how great she was last year, uh, you know, what even more of a jump she can make now in her sophomore season. And last year, the expectations weren't as high as they were as they are now for her. And I think she's kind of emerged into a leader on this team almost, behind Charles and maybe Stephanie Jones. But in terms of being a starter, there's no doubt she's a starter. And in terms of being one of the higher scorers on the team, there's no doubt she'll do that too. So I think the next step is being that leader and kind of helping her other teammates. Really, she can lead this team with Kyla Charles, and they can be one of the best duos in the league. And all of college women's college basketball so I mean really I expect the highest things from her this year yeah and I expect big things from Kyla Charles too she was you know all Big Ten first team uh, for the past two years and she was named uh, one of five players to be named an AP preseason All-American uh, the first Terp to do so since Alyssa Thomas in 2013 she was named the preseason Big Ten player of the year you know, she averaged 17 points per game, 6.7 rebounds, and 2.3 assists last year. She's been dominant ever since she's been in College Park. She said she was working more on her shooting this year. And, you know, she's definitely like that leader for this team as, you know, one of the older players and also, you know, one of the best scorers. Yeah, I mean, she's, you just said all those preseason accolades. And I think the most impressive one is the preseason AP All-American 
five players were named to that in the nation. She's one of them. And I think she will end up being an AP All-American. So she could be one of the best players in the country if she plays the way she should this year. And I expect her to do that. And she's going to be the leader in communicating with everyone off the on the court, off the court, doesn't matter. Kyla Charles is basically the face of Maryland women's basketball right now, if you can say that about a collegiate program. But I think she has a lot in store for her to bring. And I think she'll score more than 17 points per game this year. I think that's my prediction for her. How did she look in those exhibition games to you guys? She didn't she didn't stand out too much because the freshmen were getting a lot of minutes and the younger players. I think Brenda Freeze wanted to see what kind of talent she had and she knows what Charles brings, but she still, I think she was shooting about, I think she was six for six before she missed her first shot from the field, something like that. So she's just knocking down shots. I think she's a little smarter this year, even last year, you know, maybe she forced a little bit on shots, but this year I think, she won't be forcing too many shots because she has so many of those players around her that can hit those shots. She'll pass it off. But I think she's going to be so much smarter and just so much better this year. And it's it's hard to say that she'll be better because she's already been so great. So I think there's a lot in store for her. Yeah, I think, I think it's one of the things where she's just going to be more comfortable um, being able to play her natural wing position um, rather than having to truly be the face of the team as, as the point guard. But have, having a chance to be on the wing and having players like Miller and Masonas who can come in and take some of that pressure off, I think will help her be able to elevate her game. Yeah, I'm really excited to see her play. She's just, the way she's able to score, um, I think is really, really impressive. The way she's able to, you know, whether just drive into the paint, get past defenders, the way she's able to get rebounds and be a leader for this team. And, you know, like we said, there's no doubt that she's going to be that person. I think you're right, Matt, that she can be one of the best players in the country uh, this year. And she certainly, uh, when I talked to her, really wants to, you know, win a national championship and do that in her senior season. Uh, and another player in her senior season uh, is Stephanie Jones. You know, not as big of a star on this team, but she did make the all big second team and was named to the uh, Katrina McLean Award watch list for the nation's top power forward. Do you guys see her as being a, as big of a contributor this year as she has been as in the past? Absolutely. I think the reason why some people don't talk about her as much as they talk about Charles and Mike Sell is because she's quiet, both in terms of when she talks, but also on the stat sheet. She'll drop 15 points, and no one would, no one would have noticed that because all of her shots come from inside the paint usually. She's not really a mid-range or three-point shooter, so she's getting down low, grabbing rebounds, and putting up layups, and no one really notices the small things like that. People notice more of the three-point shooter like Mike Sell. So I think Jones will have another great season, and I expect her to start again and be one of the top power forwards. And she's learning from her sister, who is on the second-best team in the WNBA. They just lost in the WNBA Finals. So she, I think she said in an interview that she looks up to her all the time and learns from her. So I think Jones can really progress even more than she has so far and be great in her senior season. And I think one one big thing that that'll play a role in that will be the the, the maturity that Shakira Austin's uh, look to have built up. Her she wants to be a more consistent player 
um, year-round offensive defense. Um, and her being able to stay out of foul trouble and command the, the five role will allow Jones to focus on being the power forward rather than having to also sit back and then play the five role at times. And then um, Olivia Owens, who uh, is a sophomore this year, she um, is still out with an illness. Um, when they get her back in the fold as well, that means that Austin and Jones will also have someone on the bench who can come in and take some minutes off. So I think that the, the main thing for most of the players on this team is, unlike last year where they've had to sort of push themselves into extra minutes, they'll be allowed to not necessarily relax, but have have the ability to sort of calm down and play their natural position for the right amount of time. Yeah, and you said Austin would kind of piggyback uh, Jones in a way and kind of help her progress. Austin, we'll get into her now, named to the Big Ten All-Freshman team last year, named to the Big Ten Defensive team. She was an All-Big Ten Honorable Mention, and she was named to the Lisa Leslie Award watch list for the nation's top center this year. And she also broke a record like Mike Sell did. So two of the freshmen breaking records last year, the record that Austin broke was she broke Maryland's single-season blocks record for any player with 89 and I think Austin breaks her own record this year and has more than that. I mean, she was just blocking everything in this exhibition game that I saw on Tuesday. She really just was down low. She looked so great. And she was the number three player in this recruiting class two seasons ago. So people talk about her as potentially being a top five pick in the WNBA one day. And I think she'll get there. I mean, she has the size. She's six foot five. It's just... She's dominant over anyone. I don't think there's another player with her size and her skill in the in the entirety of college basketball, women's college basketball. So, I mean, I expect her once again to have a great season and maybe be a little bit of a better scorer this year. She averaged 8.4 points per game last year. I think there's a chance she averages a double-double this season in points and rebounds. Yeah, and Wes, you were looking into how, you know, she's just improved in the effort she's put into this season. Do you think that she makes a huge jump this year? Yeah, I mean, the, the main thing was the beginning of last year, she really started off well, and she was actually averaging a double-double into December. Um, but then when conference play came around, she started to get in foul trouble a little more, and, and things sort of, the, the defensive and the offensive ends were kind of um, separating themselves. She wasn't necessarily blending everything together into one consistent game. Um, but she, she's been at it this summer in the gym, uh, really working on just trying to be a consistent player, you know, getting the ball on defense, running out in transition, and then moving in the offensive end, and just building a nice flow will help her um, elevate her game. And another player that started last year, Blair Watson, I don't know if she'll start this year, but she's another one of those shooters that can just electrify anyone really on this team. She And I think you just said it there that Austin's defense and offense weren't really collaborating. Blair Watson, when she has the defense and offense collaborating, she can steal it away and put up a layup. And I think there was a sequence last year where she had like six straight points and two steals. I don't remember which game it was, but she is, I think she has the ability to do really anything. What are your thoughts on Blair Watson this year? Yeah, she, she's definitely another one of those players who, um, during media day I was talking to her, is kind of like she's in that, she's in that sort of... Uh, that, that low area of the junior year where a lot of people are talking about the newcomers and the freshmen, the people making the year one to year two jumps as sophomores, and then obviously the seniors that are, are going to be the leaders. So that junior year is kind of kind of a, a quiet area for someone to be in. But she, she's another player who's been working really hard and will add 
depth to the wing position. Um, she's, she said she's worked a lot on her, her shooting and just being another consistent player um, this year. And she was sort of giving me some insight on the team itself and saying that they were looking to make the offense a little bit more free-flowing this year and they're being a much more aggressive team on the defensive end. So being able to combine those two things and getting out in transition are definitely going to be huge. And being able to have so many different players who have experience and the ability will allow them to, uh, to be successful. And with that, what are you guys thinking in terms of a starting five? Wes, you go first. Uh, for me, uh, the, the lineup that seems most likely would be uh, Ashley Owusu, Taylor, Mike Sell, Kyla Charles, Stephanie Jones, and Shakira Austin. Uh, Miller, Masonis, and Watson can help fill in those two, three, and four positions off the bench. Uh, Owens can rotate in with Austin and Stephanie Jones, and then Shanice Lewis, uh, and even in the exhibition games, came in well and took some time away from Owusu at the point guard position. Yeah, it's interesting. I think it's very unlike uh, the basketball when we were kind of really getting at each other because it seems like we all kind of agree on that lineup. That was a lineup that I had in mind as well. I was uh, for a little bit considering maybe putting Faith in there because I really liked how she looked in the exhibition, just the confidence uh, she has. And I could see her maybe getting in there towards the end of the season. But I really think that that, you know, what Wes just said is going to be a really beneficial lineup for Maryland. Yeah, I also had the same exact starting five, and I think the same kind of rotation of players come off the bench right away. I expect Diamond Miller to get a lot of minutes, and once she develops that talent and can really play in these games against the top teams in the country, there's a chance she could start as well. So I don't like this team is just so deep. I don't, there these players off the bench would start on some of the top teams in the country, but Maryland's starting five and just all the way through they're so deep and they have so much talent that really anyone can start and I think that second wave kind of quote-unquote second team so to speak if you put it out there they could win a lot of games just by themselves without even the top five players that we just mentioned so I think coming off the bench Miller, Masonis, Blair Watson and Blair Watson's that spark off the bench and my men's prediction was that Eric Ayala would be the spark off the bench I think Blair Watson kind of fills that same role coming off the bench she can score play defense pass do anything that she's asked of she's always a player that does that she's also a player that if you if Brenda Freeze tells her oh you're not going to start she'll work as hard as she can and play as hard as she can so that she does start and she's one of those players that just won't accept not getting minutes so that'll motivate her a lot if she's not in the lineup early on in the season you could even see her get in there. Blair Watson could potentially start. So I think really anyone can start. But my, I think there's three players that will definitely start, and it's Mike Sell, Charles, and Jones. I mean, those, those are the top three that I think are solidified into their positions. The other two, I would have to say Owusu and Austin will start, but there's a chance that it kind of flip-flops based on who they're playing. Yeah, it's just... While there, it's I think it's different where it's like there's a ton of options, but it's very clear who the best players are on this team. Uh, but I think there's a chance maybe we get surprised a little bit with this, uh, just with you know if there's a big jump from one of a freshman or something like that. But like you said, I think you know you definitely have Mike Sell. Uh, you definitely have you know Kyla Charles and Ashley Wosu in there. Yeah, and Kyla Charles, we keep saying it. 
she's going to be leading this team. So I think she'll she'll, she'll get the most minutes. Mike Sell will get a lot of minutes. And I think these players off the bench will get a lot of minutes too. So don't necessarily think that just because we say Awusu is going to start or Austin's going to start, that, that doesn't mean the other players aren't going to get a lot of minutes because Miller, Masonis, Watson, Lewis, you can name anyone on this bench, they're all going to get a lot of minutes. And I think that helps so much, especially going in later on in the season when you play in the Big Ten schedule, which has a lot of top teams in the country. You play in the, the Big Ten tournament. You play in the National uh, Collegiate Athletics Association tournament. Really, just having this depth is so helpful because someone could go down with injury. You have someone to replace them right away. Someone's tired. They're gassed. Put in someone else. Someone's not performing as best as they can. Get a spark off the bench, and Brenda Freeze can really roll with anything here, and they'll be successful. And, you know, we've talked about how we think that you know, this is a team that, uh, you know, could make a Final Four, could have a championship run. You know, when we talk about that for you guys, is it, do you see them actually being able to do that along the line? Or is it more of just that they have a talent to do so? Like, do you think that this is a team that can get over the humps it's had the past few years of losing in the second round? Yeah, I, I personally think this team is talented enough to get to the Final Four. And you said, not just the talent, but can they actually do it? And I do think they can actually do it because we talked about it with in the men's podcast that the teams that win have a really good point guard. They have one really good player that's usually the small forward or that point guard, and they have a deep roster. And this team has a really good point guard in uh, Awusu and Mike Sell really switching off. They have their lead scorer and their best player, Kyla Charles, they're great defensively, and they have the depth. And I think all of these factors that you can name in any national contending team, Maryland has it this year. What about you, Wes? Do you see yourself? Are you going to be covering a Final Four in uh, New Orleans this year? Uh, hopefully. I mean, it's one of those where, um, as we said earlier, they, they only lost uh, about 10% of their total scoring last year from Frazier and Sarah Myers. So they, they return a lot of talent who will have experience and also the experience that the freshman class has already built up should give them the chance to, to make it to New Orleans. Yeah, and it's interesting. We talk about this team being so good every year, but, you know, they haven't won a championship t since 2006. You know, so I think that would be huge for a program. It has been a while for them, and that was just such a huge moment. And I think also when you look at just where... Uh, the whole atmosphere is for women's basketball and just the teams this year, I feel like it's pretty top heavy and there's maybe not as many, uh, you know, really like big competitors Maryland could face. You know, it's interesting to see them uh, ranked above UConn for the first time. It'd be, I would love to see a matchup. They don't have a matchup on the regular season, but I would love to see them go against each other sometime in March. And I, and I think we'll really have an idea for where Maryland stands when they face South Carolina. And I, I think that's what's great about how Brenda Free's schedules is this team is going to face top competition early. I think it's, what, the second game of the season that they face South yeah. Carolina? And so I think that's when we're really going to see that because I think, uh, you know, that could be a possible Elite Eight, you know, team right there. Yeah, South Carolina, I think they're in the top 10 in the AP poll. And I picked them to be kind of on the bubble of getting to the final four they're always one of those teams that is always in the mix so they're a team that can give maryland trouble early on in the year and i think what you just said lila is right that we'll really be able to tell if this maryland team is legit if they can go 
and beat South Carolina. And we'll see how they do in that game. But I think if they dominate, there is no question that I think everyone should be talking about Maryland as one of the best teams in the nation. So they have to make a statement in that game if they really want to get that national recognition and people to really believe that they can go far. And what do you guys see as the ever top teams in the country? Let's go through who we each have for our final fours. Well, as you said, I think it's pretty top heavy. So I pick Stanford, UConn, and Oregon's ranked number one right now, but I have Baylor instead and also Maryland. So I think UConn, they're just so well coached. They're always great. Stanford as well. Baylor's always there. I think those three teams are usually always around. And Maryland gets over the hump this year. College Park is brewing something special. I mean, these men, the men's and women's team, as you said earlier, that Louisville's the only other school to have both teams in the top 10. Maryland, both teams in the top 10. I think there's so much that can go right for both these, both men's and women's this year. And I think women's gets to the final four. Yeah, I mean, for me, I put Oregon, Maryland, Stanford, and UConn. Um, I think the Huskies, even though they, they are sort of lowly ranked at number five in the preseason poll, their experience and just the, the pedigree of their program can help push them over the top. But I also have Baylor and Oregon, Oregon State as two teams that can contend. And right there in just that six, that's Oregon, Stanford, and Oregon State from the Pac-12. The Pac-12 is, is becoming a very, very heavy team in, in women's college basketball. And uh, Oregon State obviously features a senior and former Terp in uh, Destiny Slocum. And they, they also return a lot of talent, similar to how Maryland does. Um, so there, there, there are a pretty solid chunk of six to eight teams that could all make a run. But ultimately, ultimately I do think it'll be Oregon, Maryland, Stanford, and UConn. Yeah, so I, uh, I don't have UConn in mind, actually. I have uh, also Oregon. I also have Maryland. And then I have Baylor. And then, you know, I, I wanted to mix a team in there that I think uh, – maybe isn't picked as, you know, one of the top, top teams, but I think uh, has really made improvements in recent years. Uh, and I think is, you know, ranked in the top 25 and the top 10, I think could make it there in, in Mississippi State. Yeah, I think it it's, there's a lot of teams, we say it's top heavy, but it's just the same teams every year that are always around. And I think there's really like five or six teams that you can mix and match in your final four for this women's tournament. But I think we obviously all agree on Maryland being in it. And, I mean, there's a lot to be excited for if you're a Terps basketball fan. So, you know, we're saying Final Four. How far do we see them then going for that? Is this, you know, a championship game? Is this a championship? You know, I know it's hard to say right now, but does this look like a team that can go up against a team like, you know, Oregon or Stanford or UConn or Baylor? Uh, personally, I think so, because I think one of the main things with women's basketball is you have the teams that are good because of individual players, and then you have the teams that are good because of just returning a lot of talent and having depth. Uh, Maryland and Stanford are two teams who, who return a lot of depth in the uh, in the top five. Uh, meanwhile, Oregon um, has one of the top players in the nation in uh, Ionescu, who is a potential number one overall pick of the WNBA. Um, so I think... I, I personally favor some of the teams that have depth to sort of top some of the teams that have um, 
just individual talent because some teams can scheme out individual talents, but it, it's kind of hard to, to scheme against a team like Maryland when Brendan Freeze can put 11 different players on the floor who can all play. What about you, Matt? Is this, you know, a team that is walking away with a title or someone special? I personally agree. I think they have the depth, they have the talent, they have the scoring, they have the defense. They, You name it, and Maryland has it this year. And they're led by a senior, basically, of two seniors and two sophomores, and then the, re- the rest of the team is basically young. So they have this depth, but a lot of the talent is coming from freshmen. A lot of the talent is coming from seniors. It's It's not just one group of players on this team that can do it. It's really everyone. And I think that goes a long way. And if, if Maryland wins the national championship, this would be their, I don't want to say easiest chance to do it, but I think it's their best chance to do it because they their talent this year is so much better than it has been in recent years. And I think with Brenda Freeze going into her 18th season at Maryland, she's, everyone knows her now. The players know her. She's with Charles now for four years, Jones for four years. So I think everything is set up the way they want it to go and they'll just have to play and they'll have to execute to get there. Uh, yeah, I think that this is a championship caliber team. I honestly see it being Oregon and Maryland. Uh, and I think that would be a really, really fun matchup. And I see that as being a real possible uh, championship thing. And I also think the thing that's going to work for both Maryland teams this year is that they both have such high expectations. They both have a talent to make a Final Four. And I think they're going to push each other. Just, you know, being in the same building, seeing what each other is doing, I think that can really push them. And just, you know, having a desire to just make this a really, really special year for Maryland as a whole. But honestly, I think they could win it, but I think it'll be a really, really tough game against Oregon. But I think they certainly uh, can. I think it's a matter of how a freshman develop, but they already are looking really, really good. I think Maryland will come into the NCAA tournament as probably a one or two seed. Um, obviously ranked number four in the preseason poll. They have to keep that up. Last year they were ranked 11 in the preseason poll, and they got as high as ranked number four. So I think they have a very good chance to come into the tournament as a one or two seed. And I think that will help them, obviously, in terms of who they play in the tournament. But that will help them get further in the uh, into the Final Four and potentially the national championship. And as we wrap things up, what player are you guys most excited to watch this season if you were to pick one? I don't think I can really pick <laughs> one, but I, I wrote down in our outline, I wrote the freshman. I mean, number three class, we, we talked about it a lot, the size, the talent. Specifically, I'll say Diamond Miller because I think she can be the best but right now her talent is so raw that I see the other two getting more minutes early on. But once Miller develops that, she can be as good as Kyla Charles eventually in her career here. So I think she's my player that I'm most excited to see how she develops in her first year. Yeah, I think I think for me, uh, the, the freshmen are obviously going to be fun to watch. But I went with uh, Faith Masonis in particular. Uh, she just has a lot of size and speed, which makes her really versatile. She could play 
the two, three, or four position. She's a really high IQ player who who can pass the ball really well. And her personality and just her energy when she gets put on the floor, it's just it's just refreshing to see someone who just has fun every second they're on the court. Because even in the second exhibition game, there was there was a a, a moment where Shakira Austin came up with a huge block. Uh, Lincoln got the ball back, and then. Faith came in with a, with a huge block that the Terps then turned into transition, and she and Austin just kind of turned and smiled at each other because they're, they're just having so much fun out there. I think she's definitely a player who uh, who Maryland fans are really going to start to gravitate towards this season. So the player I uh, said is, you know, not one of the freshmen. I said Taylor Mikesell. I just think her shooting is phenomenal. I'm excited to see what jump she makes going into her sophomore season, and I just love, you know, watching her and the way she shoots and uh, I, I think, you know, she has shown she's the best shooter in the country and, you know, it can really go up, only up from here for her. I mean, there's high expectations for everyone. So I think really anyone on this team can develop as one of the best players in the country. That's how good this team is this year. So that'll do it for this edition of the Testudo Times podcast, the 2019-20 Women's Basketball Preview Podcast. Stay tuned. With all of Wes's coverage and Henry Malone as well will be doing coverage for women's basketball all season long in hopes that they get to the Final Four so that the both of them can go down to New Orleans to cover that. Stay tuned with all of their coverage from this team, which is really special this season, and we expect a lot from them. Stay tuned for all of that on TestudoTimes.com.